הרני מקשרת מי לכל הצדיקים האמיתיים שבדורנו לכל הצדיקים האמיתיים שאוכנה הפר קדוש למשל בארץ המה ובפחד לרבנו הקדוש צדיק יסוד עולם נחמן נובע מכוח חוכמה רבנו נחמן ופגי בן שמחה נא נח נחמן נחמן מאומן זכותו תגיד עלינו ועל כל ישראל אמן סעיף רש צדיק ט קונברסיישן 299 אחר שמחת תורה אפטר שמחת תורה הייתי רגיל לבוא אליו זכרנו לברכה רבי נתן צד I had the custom to go visit Rabbeinu after Simchat Torah. Uvchol Shana, and every single year, Kshibati Elav, Achar Simchat Torah, after I came to him, when I came to him after Simchat Torah, Shalotim Maiti Samech B'Simchat Torah, Rabbeinu would always ask me if I was happy on Simchat Torah, if I merited to be happy on this holiday. V'siperli, and Rabbeinu responded to me, Kamapamim, several times, or he told me several times, Echa Yuh HaOlam Samechim B'Beto, how... Everyone who was in his household was very happy. Rabbeinu would always talk to him about how happy his household was during this time period, especially on Simchat Torah. The time when we dance with the Sefer Torah, when we renew the Sefer Torah, we essentially start the Torah over again in the uh, uh, Sefer Bereshit, going from the end to the beginning. It's the, the complete cycle. And Rabbeinu's household was always happy. And Rabbeinu had a tremendous pleasure from this. And the same... thing happened during the middle of the year when Rabbi Nathan was with Rabbeinu and in the middle of the year in the middle of the year Rabbeinu started speaking to Rabbi Nathan about the subject of Simchat Torah and he asked Rabbi Nathan if he felt a Simcha in his heart at that time maybe it's not on Simchat Torah but perhaps you feel in your heart a true Simcha, a true happiness that happens at another time in the year Rabbi Natan writes in parentheses Rabbi Natan says that Hashem Barach, God has helped me with His abundant kindness His great kindness to be happy in my heart several times a year And I felt a simcha in my heart, a simcha that was indescribable, a simcha that was impossible to describe to my friends at all. Something that cannot be put into words. That's a simcha Rabbeinu was asking Rabbi Nathan. Rabbi Nathan said, I merited this thanks to Hashem. Because the simcha of our Judaism, that which we merited to be from the offspring of the Jewish people, to believe in Hashem to believe in Hashem this exists to each and every Jew according to what he can measure in his heart meaning each and every Jew possesses the simcha of being a Jew to have the fact that he's grateful to have emunah that he can believe in God each and every Jew has the simcha but each and every Jew feels it according to what he can feel in his heart what he can measure in his heart meaning How much, how, how big of a clear your heart is to accept, accept that simcha. Some people, because they've worked on themselves tremendously to draw close to God, put in tremendous effort to, to serve Hashem Yitbarach. They've constricted a lot of their ratzon, their desire, and they've done good actions. Masim Tovim, as Rabbeinu discusses in Lesson 49, uh, a way to attain this. When a person does this and works on himself and really puts in the effort to serve Hashem Yitbarach, especially measure for measure, step by step, level by level, he allows himself to experience a simcha of the being a Jew. And this is the highest simcha of all that Rabbi Natan is hint- that it, he's mentioning here. The simchat 
That you can say in the morning, that I merited not to be born a goy, a Gentile, that Hashem made me a Jew. This is the greatest simcha of all. And Raminatan says it's impossible to describe this. It's impossible to describe this at all to another person. As we've already explained this, that this feeling is within a person's heart and it cannot be expressed outward. It's something you feel deep within that nobody can touch. Especially the, the, the attachment you feel to God, the transit, in a sense, the, um, that a person feels at the time when he's happy. I feel even the lowest Jew. Even that simcha, the lowest Jew, is impossible to describe for even he feels something that is, uh, you cannot even begin to speak about. Rabbi Nathan ends the parentheses. He explained that Rabbi was chafet. His desire, his will, was that we were very much happy the, that they would, we would be happy the entire year. Rabbi, of course, mentions that it's a very good mitzvah to be happy always, and he writes in Sefer Hamidot that the the hardest thing for a Jew to be is be simcha. The hardest thing for a Jew to attain is true simcha. For the Yitzhakah is going to put in all his effort to make sure that you're not happy. Rabbeinu said it's impossible to describe this at all, the Simcha, even of the lowest Jew. And Rabbeinu's Raton was that we, would be, that we would be happy the entire year. Bifrat besimcha Torah, specifically on Simcha Torah, Ufurim and on Purim, Uf Shabbat, on Shabbat, Ve Yom Tov, and all the other holidays. Rabbeinu was once telling Rabbeinu that on Simcha Torah he got so happy on his own that without any assistance, assistance from other people, without any influence from others that, that were at the table perhaps singing or dancing, Rabbeinu was saying he was totally alone. He went into his room and started dancing so much um, because of the true Simcha that he felt on Simcha Torah for the fact that, he had, that we merited the Torah as Jewish people. And for, other, and for the other reason why Rabban was happy. But he danced alone in his room without any influence from anyone else. He was just so happy. Meaning it came from deep within. And that each and every Jew possesses. We just need to tap into that. And God willing, we should have the merit too. Seif Shin, conversation 300. One time Rabban spoke to me, told me like this. Everything you see in the world. Everything, that means everything. Objects, events, this, that, whatever it could be. Anything that is found in the world. Everything is for the sake of free will and for testing, to test people. Essentially what? That each and everything is a test, each and everything is for the sake of free will, that you have a choice. Everything you find in the world, every single event, every single physical object, everything it might be, conversation, it's all for the sake of free will. The Ram Chal speaks about this in Deir Hashem. That the entire world was created for the content of free will. In fact, without it, the world cannot exist at all. And it's something very important to understand that even though you do not understand the paradox or the conundrum of um, foreknowledge and free will, how God knows before, and yet we still have choice, it's not a question at all, as Rabbanu teaches us. The reason why we have free will is because we do not understand the paradox of free will. But if we did, then we wouldn't have it. So Rabbeinu says, when, you're, when you do not understand the question, that's exactly when you have free will. And because, of course, who's at the Madrigat to understand this? Except for the great Sadiq or maybe a few 
can even count in history maybe, that can understand this inyan to the highest degree. Of course, we all have free will. Um, so, it, we should embrace it because Be'emet, if Hashem created the entire world for this concept, it means that we need to do something with it. And that means to serve Hashem even with these doubts, with these questions and all these things that we shouldn't delve deeply into them at all. We should embrace it, accept it, and be a true Jew, which is to rely on your emunah. Seif Shin Aleph, 301, the last one for today. Shamanti Bishmo Shamar, I heard in the Rebbe's name that he said, the essential service of the Jewish man, essential divine service of the Jew, who specifically exists in the winter time, to get up at midnight. And in the summer, like the time when the night is very short, meaning the, the, the hours um, when darkness is only short, it's, of course, um, during the summer, the sun sets late, late and rises early, longer days, shorter nights. So in that time period, that there's, um, uh, what's it called? That there's no really getting up but chatzot in the diaspora at that time. Um, as, it, as it is mentioned in Lesson 149 in Luke de Moran, it explains this entire idea, how it's very difficult to do this. Of course, there are certain countries also that because there are less than six hours during the night, because the days are so long, um, there's no chatzot. And the Rabbanu teaches us that chatzot requires six hours of night uh, from Tzedek Al-Khavim to um, Arot HaShachach. So, um, there's uh, some countries which do not have this, um, these six hours, so there will be no chatzot. But Rabbanu, Rabbi Natan says, and Rabbanu explains, sorry, it's Rabbanu who says this, Rabbi Natan is reaffirming. When there's no chatzot in the chutzaret, a lot of the times, even in the summer here, um, in the world, there's always chatzot. We know in Yerushalayim, in Eretz Yisrael, there's always chatzot. So there's always six hours. But um, um, here in LA, we usually have it. So, um, Or in New York, um, they have it. So there's always um, this ability to wake up at chatzot, which is six hours into the night. Starting from nightfall, you count six hours. And that the first, those two hours are chatzot. Those first two hours from, for example, if nightfall is at 7 p.m., then you count six hours from 7 p.m., which is a 1 a.m. And from 1 a.m. to 3 a.m. is the time of, um, is the time of, uh, uh, sorry, is the time of Chatot. So from 1 a.m. to 3 a.m., those first two hours are the main time of Chatot. And the rest, of course, is still in the category. It's just, um, those are not the sweetest hours. Just, of course, it's still Chatot. It's just, you know, before, but um, before uh, nights and stuff like that. But Rabbanu says the main thing is when there's no chatzot or whenever the nights are very short. What should a person do? He should get up early in the morning, um, at the break of dawn, to engage in Avodat Hashem before he goes to pray. And uh, it's very important. Rabbi Nathan says even if you cannot wake up chatzot, even if there is chatzot, it's winter, this and that, but you do not have the strength to wake up chatzot. It's a chiyuv that a person wakes up. Before, uh, uh, before, like around dawn or before dawn, to, to serve Hashem in before tefillah, even if it means you're not waking up within those two hours of chatzot, because that means you have to go to bed very early. It means you have to go to bed at nightfall. It means you have to go to bed uh, right after dinner. Uh, you know what I mean? Right when it gets dark and stuff like that. It's a difficult avodat Hashem. We have to pray and cry for this tremendously to even attain this once, twice, three times. 
until we master this and break our sleep and, and master the schedule because it's a really big, there's a big Yetzirah surrounding it. Chatzot is one of the highest levels of all. All the gates of Shamayim are open. There's a Hasagot perception that you can only attain in Chatzot. Rabbanu speaks about Chatzot in the highest degree. There's, look at the Zohar, the Arizal. So, Rabbi Natan says, even if you do not merit Chatzot, the first two hours, it's still very important to wake up before dawn and to engage in Avodat Hashem for you taste it. This is uh, the, 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 the residue of Chatzot at that time. So, it's good while it's still dark to get up and to serve Hashem in Barach. It's a very important thing. One time a person, I'll end with this, one time a person came to Rabenu by the name of Dovber, one of his students, and uh, he used to have headaches when he used to wake up early for Chatzot. So he told Rabenu, I have a very difficult time waking up for Chatzot in the first two hours. Because uh, I get really big headaches. So Rabbanu told him, your chatzot is at 3 a.m., meaning past the first two hours. We know Rabbanu spoke about the importance of the time of chatzot, the zman of chatzot. Those two hours are the sweetest hours. Rabbanu speaks very highly about this. And yet even so, he told the student, your chatzot is at 3 a.m., meaning what? Hashem wants the effort. Hashem wants the effort. You struggle waking up in the morning? Okay. Wake up an hour after, but it should not discourage you from still going to bed early and putting in the effort to try to wake up. It's a very important lesson that we need to learn, that even though we cannot grab onto the entire piece of advice, as Rabbi Natan says, at least we have the chalukat, at least we have the divided piece of advice that we can still grab onto. And that too will help us attain the Yeshua of receiving everything after. Step by step, Bezrat Hashem. Uh, that's it for today. And God willing, we'll continue in the next episode with Se'iv Shinbet. Conversation 302.